Hello and welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on TimeTravelMurderMystery.com. I'm Benjamin Light. Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S1E17 of Pretty Little Liars, entitled The New Normal. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you should probably go back and listen to earlier ones so that everything is explained. Because what the hell's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think if you could sum up our podcast in a nutshell, it would be... Bros watch PLL too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. So, how do you want to approach this episode? Uh, the usual way, I think. Opening uh-huh. and then the four girls. It's funny that like, you take your notes that way because I just do all my notes, you know, one after the other. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot of like scrolling back and forth as I take my notes, but I mean, we. We change it if depending on the scene too. I, I notice. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but um, I feel there's there's like significant chunks that just fall into the different girls category. But mm-hmm. uh, so the episode starts off with we're in Spencer's room, and Hannah says, "So your sister is pregnant? How did that happen?" <laughs> and Spencer says, "Figure pretty much the usual way." <laughs> oh, Hannah. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer, Hannah, and Emily are all in Spencer's bed, like looking at Braille to decipher Toby's message while Arya sits over by the window, being a little passive aggressive in her polka dots. Being pouty. Yeah. Staring out the window. Rolling her eyes, being a cunt. Yeah. Adorable, though. Yeah. He's a polka dots. But Spencer basically just is not willing to accept the idea that, like, Melissa is suddenly maternal. Like, she just doesn't believe it. No matter how many times Melissa tells her that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, Emily points out it's not so much the how of the pregnancy, it's the why. Yeah. <laughs> they just like can't fathom the idea that Melissa would ever want to have kids. Yeah, that she'd ever have spawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so Spencer deciphers the message in Braille and it spells out mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, B A D. Look how Spencer writes her A. Yeah. Well do you also notice it cuts to Arya who just like rolls her eyes. She's like yeah. whatever, dumb bitches. <laughs> so then they're like well maybe maybe toby Arya says like well maybe toby's just screwing with you guys like you can't trust people you know and then like brats out yeah and the other two girls i mean hannah's just kind of like does that thing where she just you know <laughs> like blows her hair out of her mm. out of her eyes but spencer and emily you know pick up on it but they're not really kind of they're too busy to care well they're like what's going on with you two and hannah's like oh Santa's <laughs> move. Yeah. Um, oh, we should mention in case you didn't listen to last week's episode that Arya's mad at Hannah right now because Hannah confessed to uh, sending the invitation to Ella that almost got Arya busted. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Okay. Arya's love life. You don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about Arya? Oh, I'd love to talk about Arya. Um. So the next day. Arya sees Hannah and Caleb together, like in the the lunch area, and then Arya apologizes to Hannah for being such a bitch to her. Um, they make up. Everyone goes, "Aw, yeah, it's adorable." Um, They're both just constantly apologizing to each other, and Arya realizes that A chose Hannah for a reason to make it hurt more, because theoretically Hannah's Arya's best friend. I think, in a certain extent, Arya's just kind of like that. A props. Mm-hmm. It's cold, but you know, good for you. Well, they, these two are doppelgangers, so they can't be mad at each other for too long. True. Because Arya, Arya doesn't self-hate. Yeah, she, she'd be mad at herself. Yeah, she doesn't do that. 
Showing soft loves. Um, then we cut to a very weird scene, like elsewhere in the cafeteria, where Ezra has won a free book and a lunch of an author through some kind of silent auction for charity. And he's talking to Ella and uh, what is this like chick's? the other teacher. Yeah, <laughs> the other Mrs. teacher Welch. who always shows up. Yeah, I just keep calling her cockblock teacher, but mm-hmm. Mrs. Welch. Uh, Mrs. Welch is like clearly into Ezra. Yeah, like she would drink his bath water if she could. Um, yeah, so he he's just like you ladies want to come, and Mrs. Welch of course signs up for, her and Ella signs up for her too. The author's name is Leonard Adams. Leonard Adams is that a real author? I, I meant to look this up. I, I don't think so. We can we can talk about him later. Yeah. Um, I I want to point out Arya her her outfit right now. Uh, she's got like a kind of like a side ponytail, like not totally on the side, like like out of like Napoleon Dynamite, but like definitely at an angle to one yeah. side. Uh, it's an interesting look, and then like some sort of weird coat with like fur fringe on the collar. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it now, and like, I I see the little side tail, and like for a moment there, like the the coat, it almost kind of blends in with her hair. It almost looks like she has du- dual ponytails, like pigtails, yeah. but she, yeah, she doesn't. It's just, it's but yeah, just it's like, like a, a it's like a little blazer with like a fur mane around the edges. Yeah, that that blends in with her hair, like it's different colors. It's a black blazer, and it's. That's an interesting look. I only point it out because Spencer also has a uh, like a braid to one side later. Hmm. There's some there's some interesting tweaking of the dynamic of the doppelgangers and their 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 tulpas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, Ella and the cockblock teacher are going to go with Ezra to this lunch with the author, um, and then. We'll just say here that uh, Paige's dad shows up at the cafeteria during lunch while mm-hmm. the students are there, screaming that he's looking for the coach. Can't find Causing the coach. a scene. Ezra just gets alpha as fuck here. He's just like, excuse me, sir. Well, he's, it's, it's not even just alpha. It's like the cool guy alpha. Yeah, cool yeah. guy alpha. Yeah. Like, hey, man, uh, right now, like, uh, we could go talk to the principal about this, but I just, I just want to point out you're you're making a scene in front of all these students, bro. And I don't, I don't think you want these students to be your audience. You know what I'm saying? Huh, Aria bro? feels, Aria feels bad a little bit for Emily right now, but mostly she's just like super impressed with Ezra. She's about to put a blanket over her lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then later Ellen Byron, Byron just shows up at this high school. Like he works there. Yeah, I, I mean, he's there a lot. He's, well, he's like dances. He's, he's, such a classic symbol of like male privilege you know? yeah yeah he's a professor so god damn it he's got access to every learning institute mm-hmm. um the alan byron just like walking up down the hallways of the school talking about aria's upcoming parent teacher conferences and which one byron should go to it appears that aria might be having some trouble for french class is she i don't know why i pick I, up on that ella ella says that that's one of the classes that byron should go see and he should she should go see ezra mm-hmm well, and apparently Ella gives off the wrong vibe about Ezra here because Byron, like Ezra, become, gets on Byron's radar because he thinks that Ella is into to Ezra. Even though she she does make the mention that Arya is crazy about him, which mm-hmm. she know how true that is. But but I, she mentions that she's going to this like silent auction, whatever thing, to meet this author. Well, to a certain extent, like Byron goes crazy in this episode. But yeah. Let's point out that he has cause because 
those are talking about it. Ella is talking about essentially a colleague of hers mm-hmm. who is also the teacher of her daughter. And she describes Ezra as sensitive, smart, and attractive. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, she's, she's telling like Byron, she's telling Byron about like how cool this guy was. He stood up to that like dick parrot, you know? Yeah. And then Byron's like, so are we still gonna, you know, on for that thing this weekend? And she's like, oh no, I have to hang out with Ezra at some coffee shop for this writer. And then I, I love that, that Byron's like his method of attack is to like insult the taste, uh, you know, of Ezra for liking this writer. He's like, oh, I thought you hated that writer. And she's like, no, he's all right. And that's just like Byron, the English professor. He just like, he's disgusted. Yeah. Byron's just like this Ezra guy. He can't hang. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, then later we get a nice little scene of Arya and Spencer chatting up on the phone, which is interesting because you also have a scene of Emily and Hannah chatting it up. Yeah. These, these phone conversations are fun scenes. Um, Uh, it's almost like mean girls ask, mm -hmm. uh, Spencer, Spencer, Spencer figures out that Arya is not at her house because there's a, a siren going by on Arya's side of the conversation that Spencer does not hear. And so Spencer's like, well, we live near each other. I would be able to hear that siren too. Where are you? Oh my God, you're at Ezra's house. Spencer is Batman. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, are you on his bed? And Arya gets up off, her, off of Ezra's bed and she's like, no, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> Then, then the sister's like, well, is he in the shower? <laughs> well, she's like, is he there? Is he taking a shower? And Ari's like, yeah, I gotta go. You and your uh, lady boner, you just pop there. I can uh, spend the rest of the night alone. Yeah. Um, Ezra's actually out getting out, getting food, because he can't really take his underage girlfriend with him to get Chinese yeah. food. Well, it's like, like, like vegan Vietnamese takeout or something or other, you know? Ugh, Ezra's the worst. Oh, <laughs> well, no, that's, that's Arya's taste, though. Yeah, but I still assign the blame to Ezra. Um, Ezra is nervous about meeting Arya's dad tomorrow, but Arya doesn't see it as a big deal. Classic Arya. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's so much weird, weird subtext, even before the actual parent teacher conference, because Ezra is like full on, like, wanting to make a good impression on the father of his girlfriend. Yeah. And it's, he's... it's so wrong. Well, it's the father of his girlfriend who doesn't know that he's dating his daughter, you know? Because it's illegal. Mm hmm. Yeah. So they uh, they have their little conference, and it's so awkward and uncomfortable. So much subtext in this meeting. It's so much like confused subtext. Well, it's there. it's it's funny because you know Ezra on the one side is like he, he doesn't want to give himself away, but he also wants to make a good impression. And then on the other side, Byron thinks that Ezra is like mo- making moves on his wife. You know, just like sizing him up and shooting him down at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just want to point out the first line of it is Ezra says, Arya is excited by fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed she is. Oh, and so, uh, Byron unsubtly brings up this, uh, Leonard Adams author that him and Ella are going to see. And he says, well, I think he's a fake. Yeah. Like, just out of nowhere. <laughs> and Ezra's well, like, well, I kind of liked his early stuff. And Byron's just like, well, your writing taste is shit, and I'm sticking a knife in it, you know? Well, it's it's not just that, though. It's that Byron's talking about Ezra, mm-hmm. and he's just prescribing it to Leonard Adams. Uh, yeah, there's so much, like, subtext in this meeting. Um, well, and then he even says, like, oh, yeah, Ella hated him. She threw his book across the room. And Ezra's like, I don't give a fuck. What the hell? You know? yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so the girl's 
later do some the four girls do some therapeutic clothes shopping and Ari and Hannah are being cutesy and oh no you take this no you take this and they inform Spencer and Emily about the shenanigans of the museum t- ticket and we get a little exposition mm-hmm. so everyone's everyone's more or less on the same page well they don't none of them still know exactly what A has on Hannah like they don't know about the thing with uh, Ashley stealing the money um, and just real quick, they the girls while they're in the clothes shop, they spy Jenna trying on a sexy dress and being creepy. That was like lingerie. I mean, almost right. Well, it's halfway between like a night, like a well, her, like a bathrobe and or a nightgown and lingerie is what. It her her line to the clerk is because obviously she needs help. She's blind. Is I wanted to be perfect. He likes lace. Which, yeah, <laughs> Toby's uh, into lace. Which, like, really? The guy you were raping? He's He likes lace? Yeah. yeah. Your stepbrother? He likes lace? Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get cut back to Ari and Ezra, which, God, I, I, <laughs> as much as it's disgusting, I love their relationship. I love that they don't understand a word of each other saying. Because Ari doesn't <laughs> understand what Ezra is saying about Byron. He's just like, your dad hates me, frowny face. <laughs> and Ari's like, that's not possible. Yeah. She's like, he doesn't hate you. And Ezra's like, well, fine, then. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and so then Arya goes to talk to her father, and it is a knife in Arya's heart when Byron says that he likes a French teaser, teacher over Ezra. Yeah, hold on, let me find my notes here. <laughs> Byron's a great she, She's interrogating it. Byron about Ezra. <laughs> and she's like, what did you think of him? And he says, I thought he was a lightweight. Yes, Which, not like, a lot of depth there. I've seen guys like that in every department, you know, like, he's like, it's funny is that, like, in any other kind of social circumstance, like, dissing somebody for having bad, like, reading taste would be, like, nothing, you know, you'd <laughs> be like, whatever, but, like, to Arya and to Byron, it means everything. You know? Yeah, like, Arya is incredulous. It's like, you know he's I, published, right? It's like, I can't believe you went there, you know, you're dissing my, you know, my secret boyfriend's reading taste. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she says, you know, he's published, right? And he's like, online journals. Published is ink and paper. It's just like, that is a sick burn, Byron. That was Byron, way harsh. Like, he might as well have been wearing the ja- the tweed jacket with the elbow patches, yeah. but he pat himself on the back. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just want Ari to say, that was way harsh, Dad. Yeah. And then Byron drops that Ella is not immune to Ezra's charm. And Arya's like, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's just even weirder now. <laughs> yeah. So Arya has to inform Byron that Ella is not the only teacher going to this author signing, to which Byron then says, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you got to think Arya is a little bit like, wait, is my mom into Ezra? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got a this, lot is, this is so weird and complicated. It's, yeah, a, so, it's a tough life when you're Arya, you know. Such a tough life. So, later, Arya and Ezra are making out on Ezra's couch when Byron calls Ezra to leave him a message to apologize about their meeting, to compliment his stories, which he went out and read, <laughs> and then suggest that they go out for a bro date and have a beer. Mood killer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of being prescribed to Ezra trying to change the subject with, so you want an egg roll? <laughs> Or Arya's like, well, now my dad is like, he's getting too close to Ezra. I don't like that either. You know? 
Well, it's like, yeah, it's like her, her confused, uh, uh, daddy boyfriend issues are now getting a lot more blurred. Yeah. It's, it's being pointed out to her what exactly this relationship might mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it for Arya. Yeah. And then there's Hannah. Hannah's got a lot to do in this episode. Well, Hannah and Ashley. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a good episode for the Gilmore girls. Um, mm-hmm. the Marins are still keeping their money in the freezer. Ashley's going to put the rest of it back in the safe deposit box, even though Hannah's just like, why? She's dead, you know? Yeah. I uh, love Hannah. Just for that kind of cold stone, yeah. like, like stone cold wit. So uh, Ashley, Ashley takes off in the morning, and then, like, Caleb comes out of the basement or wherever he was, um, that has some cereal. Then Ashley comes back in, so he has to run out to the patio to hide. Uh, so, you know, just shenanigans. Hiding somebody living in but your house. It's it's interesting because Hannah is like she set about to like start making Caleb breakfast. Yeah, you know she's very uh, maternal. Yeah, yeah, she's a caregiver kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caleb kind of picks up intuitively from something just vague that Hannah says that she's got something to be scared of. So obviously he's starting to realize there's there's some depth. Well, she Hannah. says at least when you're here, I know it's you that when something goes bump in the night, and he's just like, oh. Uh, would it be something else otherwise, you know? Yeah. Um, at one point, I thought Spencer calls Caleb the artful dodger. Yeah, I had that written down. Well, before that, I just want to point out, Caleb mentions that this will this arrangement won't last long because he's saving up to go to Flagstaff. Yeah. Which To which Hannah is a little bit disappointed to hear. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she's in him. But um, then she informs Spencer that she's wrong, that Caleb is nothing like Arthur Dodger, whoever that is. <laughs> The Artful Dodger, I believe, is a character in Oliver. Yep, Oliver Twist. Yeah. Oliver's the musical version. Yeah, so Spence, like, still doesn't trust uh, Caleb just because she's Spencer, you know? Well, I love that everyone in this episode is just like, Hannah, are you okay? Is this your choice of rebound after Sean? Well, Spencer says, maybe you're looking for someone a little edgier after Sean. By which she means, maybe you're looking for someone whose penis isn't afraid of girls. Yeah. (laughs) And who maybe doesn't wash as much. Yeah. Um, so then Mrs. Potter's nephew comes to see Ashley at work. And Ashley's a little thrown by him. She's trying to keep it together. The guy's name is James Leland. He just looks super sleazy. Yeah. He looks like a, like a mannequin. He's claiming <laughs> to be dead Mrs. Potter's like great nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once, once the money, he's got all the paperwork to get that money out of the safety deposit box. And then he just like randomly asks Ashley out, you know, in the weakest way possible. Mm-hmm. Like the strange, like he's like, "Oh, I heard you talk to my grandmother right before she died." And Ashley's like, "Uh, yeah." And he's like, "I'm curious what you thought of her after after Ashley yeah. has just mentioned that she only ever saw the woman once a year before." And Ashley's just like, "What do you want to hear?" And he's just like, "Why don't you tell me over drinks?" Yeah. And then she's like, huh, I guess I know how to fuck my way out of the situation. So I'll see where this goes. Well, at first, she kind of turns down the date. And then we find out later that she is going out for mm-hmm. drinks with them. There truly is no problem she can't fuck her way out of. It's, you know, when, when all you have is a hammer. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Hannah tells the other girls that, you know, or tells Emily, like, hey, I'm a good judge of character, you know, re Caleb. And Emily's just like, Hannah, you tried to set up Arya for no con. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ashley's going to go out on a date with this guy, and she says, uh, I'll know after, more after the second martini. Like, 
She's just planning to go out and get drunk with this guy and figure out hey, if he's for real. After after all these years, it's good to know that Ashley has a system. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but before that, Caleb shows up at the Marin household. He uh, just uh, knocks on the front door, kind of forces an intro with Ashley. Mm-hmm. And Ashley like sneaks off with Hannah to have a little conversation, and Ashley's like, you know, I, I never had to worry about that you being alone with Sean because he was gay, but I don't <laughs> like the idea of you hanging out alone with the boy who would actually want to have sex with you. Yeah, it looks a little bit filthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that she kind of uses preacher son as a euphemism for raging homo. Yeah. Um, well, then so uh, Leland shows up. Creepy. Caleb. Caleb answers the door for him. Caleb answers the door. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just guy who answers the door. Uh, but then like he's Leland's got like some paperwork to, of Ashley's to sign, and uh, Caleb's like using his like like street sense to pick up on this Leland guy being a phony. Well, so at first. Okay, so chronologically, as I'm just writing this down in my notes, first I write down, Hannah kind of checks out Mr. Leland here. Yeah. And then I wrote dot, 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 so does Caleb. I want to know who her, their mom's going to bang that night, you know? Also, Hannah looks kind of cute and trashy in this scene. I can dig it. Yeah, she looks really good. Um, but yeah, Caleb's got some wisdom in this scene, I think. Yeah, he uh, he notices that Leland has a shitty pen, like a plastic pen, and he says that architects are all pen snobs and be using nothing less than a Mont Blanc. And so that this guy's there's obviously something shady about him. And Hannah's just like, whatever. But Caleb picks up that Hannah's also creeped out by Leland, even though she's not saying it. Mm -hmm. So Caleb and Hannah get on the peculiar case of the creepy Mr. Leland. (laughs) So yeah, let's see what happens. There's the the scene where Arya and Hannah kind of like spill what's going on to Spence and Emily between the two, and it's all very sweet. Sister hits back together, you know. The sisterhood of the tra- traveling lying pants. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there's just not a group that's going to stay mad for, at each other for very long, you know. Which is one of the things I like about the show. It's it's not the kind of show where somebody's stealing somebody's boyfriend, you know. No, thankfully. Well, because half the time they're dating somebody gay, or yeah. they're. You know, yeah. Well, Spencer did um, steal Toby, but you know. I mean, yeah, I guess Spencer did do a case of dumpster diving there. <laughs> um, yeah. So Caleb discovers that the real James Leland did indeed go to you know architecture school and, and blah 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 blah. But he's been dead for two years, and he was like a hundred when he died. Yeah, he did. He did his own background check, uh, which I I just wrote down like this bro will be dangerous to A's schemes. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, well and, and, this guy's way too rational and like investigative, you know. Well, Caleb, who is the cyber wolf, by the way, discovers all this with like a single phone call. Yeah, <laughs> he has to break out the computer of the phone, single phone call, and so Hannah is just like baffled because they did a check on him or whatever through the bank, and Caleb's like, "You asked if James, you asked the computer if James Leland was, you know, related to Esther Potter." The computer said yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't ask if he was still alive. Yeah. And he says that knowing the right questions is better than having all the right answers, which is so meta. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ashley's not as responsive to Hannah when Hannah makes her privy to all this new shit. Um, she's like, I still don't trust that Caleb bro. Uh, but then later at the bank, Leland, uh, like he can't really, he sees the amount of money that's there. It's nothing, but he can't really call Ashley on her bullshit because of his own bullshit. Yeah. And, and Ashley's they, like, well, sure, let's call your bank in Syracuse. And he's just like, have, ha ha ha, never mind. 
Yeah, they have the battle of the cheesy smiles for mm-hmm. about forty five seconds there. So they're trying to feel each other out. I don't I don't even know initially when this scene started if they were onto each other yet. <laughs> but by the end of the scene, yeah, they are. Yeah. But it's like they're trying to one up each other because it's like one of them senses that the other's onto them, so now they're trying to pile it back on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um and then we get some 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 cutesy banter from Hannah and Caleb, some sexual tension. Caleb's like, well, maybe I don't need to go to Flagstaff right away. Yeah. And then a uh, knock at the door. It's an exterminator sent by A for an infestation in the basement. <laughs> LOL. God, it's, it's nice work, A. Is, yeah, it's good, good move by A. Uh, a is especially uh, uh, cruel to Hannah, but wonderfully yeah. so. Wonderfully so. Um, and then there's Emily. Emily doesn't have a ton to do in this episode. Her main plot line is just uh, Paige's dad showing up and being a dickish homophobe at school. And well, basically uh, announcing to the entire student body there that, that Paige is the better swimmer and that Emily only has been made captain or whatever because of affirmative the, action. The gay agenda, yeah. Yeah, the gay agenda. So, which, of course, Emily is made to feel like shit right there in front of everyone. And she doesn't tell her mom about it because... She assumes that her mom will like agree with Paige's dad, which is right. pretty depressing. But at one point, Paige comes to apologize to Emma, but Paige is her usual like manic, crazy self. She's just fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Things are already pretty sub zero in the Fields home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, and the the liars are all when they're talking to Emily about it. They're like, Paige is you know, Paige is nuts. She probably like told her dad that. And Emily like I think she senses that Paige is a closet case here, so she's not really ready to blame her. You know. Um, so, yeah, uh, Emily's mom shows up at the school for the parent-teacher conferences, and Ella, of course, just goes and blurts everything out to her, because she's Arya's mom. hmm Tells, uh, tells Pam about, uh, Paige's douchey dad, and so, then, uh, Pam has to go get up in this guy's face, and then, it's funny how, like, she immediately wants to leave afterwards, it's like, she just, like, like, bitch this guy out, then she, like, wants to get out of there, you know, she's like, let's yeah. go let's go now you know it's like I, I i i've experienced that before where you like you have your moment but then you're like shit i gotta get out of here well it's 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 especially i don't know it's fitting for this scene because on one hand pam has just been confronted with the fact that she is kind of a bad mom mm-hmm. but at the same time she's just had to defend her daughter's homosexuality in public to somebody so she's had to turn on her own beliefs mm-hmm. to counter the fact that she's a bad mom um, so it's a it's a complicated scene for her. I yeah. think. Well, she uh, apologized to Emily for making her feel that you know she wouldn't have her back. Yeah, yeah. Emily thinks Emily right. feels so, a little better after dark. Uh, I presume some practices over or whatever. Emily's getting in her car at school, about to head home, and a breathless Paige jumps into the car. Jumps into the car and again, kind of like throws out the idea that like, why is it so easy for you and. And so Emily just goes on like an epic bitch session about how like this has not been easy for her at all, and here's all the reasons why they should fuck my girlfriend and blah blah. And, and Paige's, Paige's response to that is to kiss Emily because she's gay. Of course she is, you know. Um, she gets a little turned on. She kisses her, and then she's like, "Don't tell," and she yeah. jumps out of the car. Yeah, Paige is fucking insane. She is. <laughs> like she's so nuts. She is wacky doodle nuts. Oh mm-hmm. my god. But I think Emily digs it. Emily, maybe she likes crazy chicks. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Elliot was pretty nuts too. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about Spencer. <sighs> yeah, Spencer again. She she called Caleb the artful dodger, and she called him dark. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty dark, Hannah. Are yeah. you sure? Um, Spencer had noticed that Anna, uh, Ari and Hannah weren't on speaking terms, but she wasn't really going to pry because she was more obsessed with what's going on with Toby and the, the bad message. Yeah. Spencer has a, uh, kind of a ponytail as well, but it's all braided down to one side. So she goes to see Toby at his house. And when she goes to see him, I love that shot because it's, it's, it's very misdirected creepy because you have. Spencer's like long, thin, like uh, black legging legs, mm-hmm, yeah. foreground, and like like tiny little Toby in the background is about <laughs> to leave his house. It's just very predatory, um, just to show that like I don't know, Spencer she has a little power. She has a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Toby's off to see the DA, um, but Spencer should come by on Saturday because that's when Jenna has fleet lesson, <laughs> to which I just wrote LOL. Of course, Jenna plays a flute. But, uh, yeah, Spencer's just like, what does this message mean? Bad. Like, am I supposed to buy an old Michael Jackson album? And Toby just kind of catches up that she's reading it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then Spence gets a text from A that just says, Jenna thing's gonna be so pissed. Yeah. Again, I would be a little concerned because A just texted you. Right as Toby said. But I feel like <laughs> A didn't... A didn't have a ton of, ton, ton to work with in this episode. And so she's basically just being snarky, you know? She's being, she's being snarky. She's being wonderfully snarky. But my point mm-hmm. is that, like, it's the timing. Like, look I around. Feel like I'd be, anyone yeah, I'd be nearby. looking around like crazy. Maybe she's bugged, you know? Maybe she just has, like, a wire on or something. Maybe, uh, maybe A is, like, bugging their ponytails in this mm-hmm. side ponytails. Um, so, uh, because the scene, of course, when the, the girls are all expositioning to each other. And um, I love Spencer's line reading when Hannah mentions that Caleb is staying with her for just a couple of nights. It's just like, a couple of nights? You crazy? <laughs> Spencer is a lot of fun in this episode, as usual. I, I really love just like the the excitement she gets out of uh, Arya being at Fitz's place. <laughs> is he yeah. taking well, a shower? Yeah, I think you know that a few episodes ago, like we finally really got Spencer. Mm-hmm. All of the insecurities and like that initial uninteresting generic anxiety has been jettisoned, and Spencer is half just just beast and half like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer, I love that she's she's definitely the one who's the most into uh, Arya Ezra. You know, I think yeah. Emily and Hannah are both a little creeped out by it, but yeah. Spencer is just like I would like to know all of the details. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spencer wouldn't mind watching a video if they made a video. Mm-hmm. Um, so sitting on her bed, Spencer realizes she did get the letters wrong in the message. And so she goes to Toby's house, knocks on the door, and just, then just lets herself inside. Well, it does the thing where she knocks on the door and the door like kind of opens up because it was unlocked. And so she just starts walking around inside. We see a little of Jenna thing's room, which is just as creepy, creepy as you'd imagine. There's the cre- whole, creepy yeah. dolls. There's like no light. It's like permanently like twilight inside. It's, and there's it's like snow globes. Light, yeah. yeah. Uh, so as like Spencer's just kind of quietly looking around, Toby just shows up in the doorway and basically says, touch nothing or she'll know. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she's blind, she senses these things. Oh, did you notice that? Uh, maybe it's just me, but it looks like Spencer had colored her hair a little bit before the scene. Maybe. It looked a little bit, a little bit of a red in there. 
That might have been just all that goddamn sunlight. Yeah. Um, but we find out the DA is dropping the charges against Toby because the blood evidence has been corrupted. Yeah, no DNA evidence. But they could still charge him again at any time. Once they get better evidence, yeah. So Spencer offers to drive Toby to the courthouse to get, you know, DLO jacked. And, and as, as they go outside, Jenathan pulls up in a cab. And right, she's right. like, Toby, did you hear the news? Well, let's take this cab to go get your, uh, your ankle bracelet off. And Toby's like, no, I'm going to somebody else. And Jenna's just he like, says, he says Spencer. Well, first she's, no, the first, Emily. first he just says somebody else. And, oh. uh, Jenathan is like, Emily. And he's like, no. And then Spencer, all Spencer says is, it's me. And uh, Jenna thinks just like, Spencer, like sneers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Toby says, I'm going to Spencer, to which Jenna thing responds with, I see. I see. And then she just like looks hatefully as they uh, leave behind her. The show is very good about, like, it would be very easy to do that thing where, like, Jenna thing goes and, like, confronts somebody, but, like, she's facing the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't think Jenna thing makes that mistake though. She's creepy enough to always know the the right direction to look in. And she's apparently like like all blind people like amazingly tactile. So she knows if you fucked some stuff in her room. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is this is interesting too. Like I don't know exactly what time it is that scene. Presumably it's after school. It's the afternoon, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. afterwards, Toby seemingly got the ankle bracelet off. And um, Spencer has driven him to the city limits, like like the lookout point or whatever. (laughs) She's like, here you go. (laughs) You're free now. Go away. It's dark. Like to me, it feels like it has to be like hours later. Seemingly. Yeah. But they've spent quite a bit of time together. It's nighttime. Yeah, it's dark. They're at the city limits. But then we find out it's basically like lookout point. Like there's all of Rosewood. Mm -hmm. Um, And Toby reiterates that, you know, she says you could go. You could you could keep going. You could take off. He doesn't like running away anymore. He's been doing it too much. He's clearly a rebel without a clue. Yeah. And she admits that she's realized that she got the message wrong. It's not B-A-D. It's 214. And Toby's like, well, I don't know what that means. Apparently, Jenna wrote it down when talking on the phone with someone when she mentioned Spencer. Spencer. And so, 214. Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, Toby thinks that Jenna is afraid of Spencer and the liars. Mm. Everyone been- was there at the fire. Spencer kind of enjoys that. Yeah. Um, Toby says he's not as scared of Jenna like he used to be, but he's careful not to cross her because she has the power in that house. <laughs> yeah. She has power in general. The creepy blind lady power. Yeah. So as they drive back home, it passes a, a hotel or a motel, uh, and then it like well, zooms in. Oh, there's sorry. some sexual tension here. Oh, there definitely is. Yeah. Music's playing. They're driving. They're not talking. Yeah. Zooms in on a motel room door, which is 214. Bum, 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 bum. What does it mean? Uh, and then the A tag for the episode is uh, apparently A walking up to the gray zone of Mrs. Potter, dead Mrs. Potter, uh, who, and leaving the flowers there. The uh, epitaph on the tombstone is, do you sleep perchance to dream? Yeah. Which just makes me wonder again, did A kill Mrs. Potter? <laughs> yeah, it really seems that way. Like, was it just like, oh, that was pretty convenient that she died so that I could, uh, you know, follow up on my, my threats? We just don't well, know. Well, because I think, you know, A wants to keep, like, uh, Hannah and Ashley, like, in a perpetual state of blackmail or s- suffering and torture. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the Potter thing would have, like, ruined that. It would have been a definitive end to Ashley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, well, and, but now it's kind of like uh, that. That bullet has been fired. Like there's nothing else to be done with it. You know, uh, Potter's well, dead. Presumably, Mister Leland could cause some trouble, right? But he's not going to, um, because he's he's a, he's a phony, and because Ashley murdered him and buried him in her yard. Did she? <laughs> After she fucked him? <laughs> That's just a, a joke in the recaps, is that, like, because you all just spoil it, you never see this guy again. And so okay. the joke is that she murdered him and buried him in, in her yard. The same way she murdered bad. Mrs. Potter. Yeah. It's nice for her to have sex with him first. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, been slow. <laughs> Things have been drying up down there, so. Huh. <sighs> Yeah, what'd you think of this episode? Uh, it was fun. The uh, the Arya stuff with uh, Byron and Ezra was just delightfully like uncomfortable, you know? Right. You don't get a lot about, you know, A, Allison, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just, to me, it's not even so much about the drama surrounding all the girls. It's just that with these four girls, you've got a pretty good cast. And I think it's finally like, like, crystallized you know who these girls are yeah. what their characters are well i mean this episode's titled the new normal i think it's yeah. it's not like uh like reboot or anything but it's just kind of like resetting things and so now you kind of see where the girls are at if they've, they've each got like new people in their lives now you know right. uh well, caleb Aria, but yeah yeah except for Arya. uh but you have you have caleb you have Paige, you have uh toby now and uh the kind of the mystery involving toby is it's pretty much over and so now there there are new mysteries to begin you know which yeah i would say my read on this because i from my original viewing i don't remember anything from the rest of the season oh I don't really remember. excellent I don't, I don't remember anything so what i think is especially interesting about this being the new normal the new status quo is that presumably since we're nearing the end of the season something's going to come along and disrupt that there's what like five episodes left i think yeah, something like that. Four or five. So that's exciting. Um, especially also exciting is that the next episode is called The Badass Seed. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun one. It involves the bad seed play. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will talk about that episode next time. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.